0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're talking about law and order in the heart of Tennessee, Murfreesboro. And we have some friends with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Larry Flowers is with us, along with Lieutenant Clayton Williams. I, I guess Clayton's still with us. He is, he is. We didn't scare him away, did we? No, I think he had to take an important
2: <laughs> call, so he uh, he went to the other room.
1: Okay. That's Larry Flowers, you hear. And uh, Larry, you had a busy night uh, last night.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, tell us what happened. Sure. Um, our um, dispatch center received a call about a uh, two-vehicle accident on Fortress Boulevard uh, right in front of the Cross Creek of Murfreesboro Luxury Apartment Complex. And it was shortly after 5 o'clock. And um, because of the serious injuries, our fact team or fatal accident crash team responded to the scene. And upon uh, arrival, Discovered that one patient, uh, well, two of the patients were critically injured. Uh, both were flown by life flight helicopter to Vanderbilt uh, to be treated for those serious injuries. Another passenger was taken uh, by ground uh, by ambulance to uh, St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, and uh, one of the uh, patients um, um, is deceased. Um, you know, did not survive those injuries. And um, last night at um, around shortly before 10, one patient was in critical, the other one was in serious condition. So as of this moment, we're waiting on an update from our, uh, um, our fact team commander to see if there's any change. Uh, at this point, um, they're still investigating to see, you know, first of all, what happened? you know, how did this accident happen? Who's at fault? Uh, were there any contributing factors? And so uh, once that report is given, we will know more information. And of course I will update uh, the public as soon as I get that updated information.
1: Of course, this is information that people, as you hear it, hopefully you can learn as a motorist yourself, uh, some things to avoid to not be in a predicament like this. Right.
2: And and at this point, again, we don't want to speculate in terms of what happened. and that's why it's so important uh that uh fatal accident crash team is called fact for a reason they're in the search for facts and so we don't want to um you know say what happened until they conclude their investigation and let us know exactly you know um what happened in that case but you know we all know murfreesboro's a growing city you know increased traffic all over town you know you can't get from one side, side of town to the other without it taking 30 minutes or more. So uh, we just, you know, would like to encourage uh, anyone behind the wheel to just be cautious, you know, uh, drive for yourself and drive for the other drivers as well.
1: And that area is is basically in what you would consider the Blackman area, the fastest growing area of Murfreesboro, I believe it's, isn't it five lanes in that area, it's two in each direction, plus a turn lane in the middle?
2: There it is. Uh, five lanes of traffic. So, you know, that is a busy area. Um, and shortly after five, you I guess you consider that, you know, rush hour Everybody's because people are coming home from work. And, um, you know, again, we, we don't want to speculate in terms of what happened. there is an apartment complex literally right where this accident happened. So, you know, we will determine what happened whether somebody was leaving the apartment complex we're not sure right now until we get that commander's report and uh that should be coming out later today and again we will update the public in terms of what happened and you know if the family of the uh, person who's deceased is identified we'll be able to release that as well
1: very good well Mm. we will have that for you just as soon as it is available Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us also. Clayton, good morning to you.
3: All right, good morning, Bart.
1: Did you have a good uh, Christmas and New Year's?
3: I did. It just wasn't long enough. <laughs> okay. I think we could all say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: As you look at um, some of the things that have occurred uh, in 2022 and then look ahead here at the new year, are there any things that uh, come to mind that you think, I wish we could uh, improve on that or? I wish we could uh, eliminate that problem.
3: Well, you you know, the beginning of the year, you always are kind of looking forward to what that's going to bring, and uh, it's an interesting time for us. Uh, Even though we're beginning 2023, we're in the middle of our fiscal year. Um, So what that means for us is that we're getting ready to start preparing uh, budgets and uh, look at things to that next u- next year uh, in July when that begins to the things that we want to accomplish. And we also take time to look back at some of the things that we've been able to accomplish that we had on that agenda for this year. Um, probably one of the, the largest of those. Uh, we talked a little bit about last month. Uh, we've continued to move forward with our body camera program. Uh, I believe as of when I talked to... Our IT department last night. I think this week was the goal to have everything rolled out uh, to where everyone except, I think there may have been one shift left that didn't have them. But anyway, we're we're implementing that and it's moving forward. Um, so far, um, everything seems to be working well. Uh, the officers are having good luck with that. They're not having any uh, huge learning curves, um, so that that's you know a blessing anytime you deal with technology. As you well know, sometimes it uh, sometimes it doesn't sometimes work. doesn't work, you know.
1: We were having a little emergency yeah. here just a moment ago. It's
3: always good to phone a friend, though. You know, that's they, right. So help well. exactly. So you know that that that's probably one of the and it's most recent and it comes to mind. But you know we we're always looking at ways um, that we can provide you know the best top level service to the community, whether that be through technology or through human resources or um, new skill sets that we can. Uh, adopt and teach our folks so that we can continue to provide that high level of service to those in the community?
1: I, I try to get my police information from really reliable sources. And I was watching TV last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh. the thing was rookie. Uh, and and I noticed that uh, when they were there at the police department, none of them had the the camera, the body cam on, mm-hmm. but they had a thing around the neck that looked like the body cam was supposed to clamp into that mm-hmm. but when they went out on the streets they always had the camera on there is is that what we have does everybody turn in the body cam at the end of the day and well uh, charge it or whatever
3: <clears throat> we i mean there is a charging process but fortunately um you know, we uh, budgeted and, and the city was uh, good enough to provide that for us to where everyone has one actually issued to them so they uh, they don't have to turn it back in, but a lot of times what that might be uh, looking at that could be similar to what you would see here is if when you go into the building, we do have uh, charging stations, and uh, they also download some of the content when they're in that charging station if there's things that need to come off. So officers can, when they come in, put that in a dock while they're there conducting whatever administrative business they need to do then when they get ready to leave they can put it back on plus there's just it being that it's a secure facility um there's no real uh need to be wearing that inside the building once you've you know come outside the lobby area so that's another reason you know you wouldn't want to accidentally record something that you didn't need to you know and and, you know you want to make sure everybody kind of feels safe and that have some privacy there behind those doors because it's not not a public facility past that point
1: so these new body cameras that you have at the Murfreesboro police department, they also work in conjunction with the dashboard cameras in the patrol cars. Is that right?
3: Yes, they do. Um, We, so we, when we made the purchase, um, and did the contract, we did a provision in there for a buyback for some of our equipment. And they asked that, uh, we begin they, The hardware itself, the body cams, they were able to deliver those very quickly. The in-car systems, they needed a little time to procure enough to outfit all the vehicles. So beginning January 17th will be our next phase of implementing in-car videos that are the same brand as the um, body camera, which is Axon Fleet. Once that happens, then the next uh, shipment, I think, will be later on into the year, closer to summer so it's going to be a gradual phase in but eventually yes we will have fully integrated uh... in car and body cam body worn cameras that are of the same manufacture that sync together and, and work in conjunction with one another in the time being the in car cameras that we still have we we'll still will be using them um, it'll just be a different uh... system and uses a little different software on the back end so we still have that available we don't want to take that away but uh, as we phase in, we want to have a unified and uh, uniform fleet once all that's completed.
1: Very good. So this puts us uh, in sort of the same level as Metro Nashville, but probably farther ahead than a lot of other cities.
3: Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of, you know, we've had in-car cameras, I think, since 1997, I think, is when they first uh did the VHS systems. So that's been something that's been a, a useful tool that we've uh, appreciated and understood the value of for some time. This just kind of enhances that and extends it on further because we, we've had audio connection with officers once they're outside of the car and, and dealing with uh, different situations. But having the video perspective as well adds a whole nother, um, you know, tool in the toolbox. And it's just kind of if you look across the country and as you mentioned tv and again i don't want to you know you want to go over reliable sources there but it's just something now that has kind of become an expectation from the public to have that Uh, and it's it's great for us uh, for oversight and for accountability Um, and it shows the good work that our folks are doing Uh, and it's able to help us out when to show perspective uh, when things may be in a situation where someone may be upset or emotional and the way they perceive events or understand them might not be exactly the same as when they watch it back on the video, but also, you know, it helps our officers and, and, you know, we want to hold our officers accountable as well. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of the trust partnership that we have with the community. So it's, it works both ways and helps both.
1: Are there any other new high tech uh, approaches that the Murfreesboro police will be taking in 2023?
3: As far as equipment and, you know, technology goes right now, I I don't know that we've got anything that's on the immediate horizon between now and uh, July. I think we'll probably have a better, um, maybe a better answer for that once we get a little further into the budget process. Um, and that you know we, we typically have that completed mid March. So uh, right now, I don't see anything immediately on the dashboard. Uh, you know we're still talking about the public safety cameras um, and uh, working together with with council and and city leadership about that. And we're you know still kind of trying to hash out the details there. We don't have any uh, firm dates or anything like that. Um, of course, we do have the the tra- the Sky Cop trailers that you see around a lot of times on the square, and those have been a really helpful. Um, device for us and it's a it's a great deterrent um, and also a great intelligence gathering tool so you know we plan to continue using those and I could see that maybe we may add some more of those in the near future just to have more grasp and more reach with that.
1: by the way our phone number 615-893-1450 615-893-1450 you can talk or text we're going to pause check on the traffic and weather We'll be back and we'll look at some of those questions that you might have. 615-893-1450. We're also going to look at some of the new laws that are coming into effect with this new year. The new ones that impact traffic, police work, things of that sort. 615-893-1450. We will return.
0: Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk.
3: This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. With cold and flu season here... Nothing helps my family more than having the Demas' baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother. And we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop
0: by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick. Or
3: just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant.
1: This is Amanda at Animal City. I'd like to invite your family to come do business with my
3: family.
2: We have a variety of products, whether it's a highly effective stain and odor remover for Fido's accidents, a pet safe candle for the home, or fresh decor to brighten your fish or reptile enclosure, we have you covered here at Animal City. Here at Animal
1: City, we have two full stories of great pet supplies and adoptable pets. You can find your locally owned pet store, Animal City on Broad Street.
0: Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Well, good afternoon. Traffic's busy, but it's moving 24 coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford. It's picked up on that traffic through Wilson County right now, especially 40 east at 840 as traffic finally starts to increase. It's been pretty quiet, actually, to the north on 65 up into Goodlandsville as you continue up in through Robertson County. Lots of radar. 24 as you head towards Montgomery County, out towards the Clarksville area. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. You can find them online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon with temperatures holding rather steady. Then for tonight, partly cloudy alone, near 35. Friday, sunny high of 54. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 56. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at TireWorld.us.
1: Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. MTE,
0: serving to make life better. Since 1936, we're loud, we're proud, we're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Welcome back.
1: Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're looking at law and order here in the new year. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us, along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers, both from the Murfreesboro Police Department. And one of the things we were going to do today is check some of the laws that have come in. Uh, They've just, uh, uh, most of them have just begun with the new year. Some are still to come, but uh, uh, that makes a challenge, I would think, for police officers. Uh, All of a sudden here several new laws that come in and uh, it gives you guys a a challenge to to know about the laws and to know that these are on the books now
3: yeah and and fortunately if it's if things that are um, that are going to have large and long-reaching impacts to law enforcement we usually get a pretty good heads up about those things and and we'll start working to try to prepare early on uh, a lot of those come the mid-year the ones that go into effect in January sometimes uh, they're a little more it just depends on what the session the legislative session was like but uh, July is typically a little heavier uh, when more of the criminal or public safety issues come through um, for example in for January there's only a few really that um, are on the public safety side uh, one of them being if you know if you're going to be a, a security guard or, or armed or unarmed, or if that's a profession you're in or something you're seeking, uh, the state now requires that you have to go have some legal training. You have to have some first aid training and de-escalation techniques. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing because a lot of times people that are working security, maybe um, maybe that company does not provide adequate training and can put them in a precarious situation, but also the folks that they're working with. Um, there's some other things about the state fire marshal. Uh, dealing with construction safety um, and then one change to the DUI law um, that uh, if you we've had interlock devices around for a long time but um, now if you have been found guilty in order to have one of those interlocked devices uh, there's some requirements about installing it you can't just you know use anybody to do that but there's several other laws that are out there you know some health education employment um, and just some general government rules. But for the average citizen, you know, going about their way, there, you know, it's not like when we went to hands-free or made a uh, seatbelt mandatory, you know, a primary stop that, uh, that they need to be aware of immediately. But if they want to check those out, um, I'm just checking even a local source here. That, um, I believe it's Rutherford Source. Uh, they have a list of all those in there that have to do with the health and, and, uh, and education and all those things, employment laws as well. So it's always good to know if you're interested, but uh, I would there's not anything that I see immediately on the horizon that we need to put a uh, alert about to let folks know to make sure that they're in compliance with.
1: Here's a listener who sent us a text asking about the laws that have been changed to allow people to do their handgun carry permits, concealed permits, uh, online now. Mm-hmm. Has that created a challenge?
3: Yeah, that changed with the um, when they when they governor's bill for constitutional carry last year, or is it, that may have been actually two years ago now. Um, time flies, but when they did that, you could still get your carry permit um, if you wanted one. And they moved the training to online to make it more accessible. Um, you know, it's hard to say challenges. Um, i haven't i've have not viewed any of that training and i haven't honestly i have not had any conversations with anyone uh who has completed that to determine kind of what their feedback was on it but um you know it's it's just don't have any opinion on that either way but i would just say that anybody who you know is going to carry a firearm if it's something that that's new to you you're not familiar with uh, definitely seek out training whether it be online there's several places here in the city uh, for residents that offer training classes they even train uh, advanced classes advanced self-defense and things like that so anything that you're going to do with that kind of high risk uh, the more training and more education that you can have to equip yourself the better you're going to be
1: okay Uh, listener is asking about the future citizens police academy classes they're interested in taking some and they thought that uh, it was usually around the first of the year uh is that pretty soon
3: i'm gonna let larry handle i know we've got a teen one coming up really soon and then i'm gonna let him talk about the dates for the other one
2: sure um our teen citizen police academy is from february 9th through march 6th uh, and that takes place uh, from 5 30 to 8 30 so Applications are currently being accepted for that at uh, class. Uh, it's limited to 20 students. And those are students who attend a high school or live within the city limits of Murfreesboro. So, you know, students at Middle Tennessee Christian can, uh, you know, or if you actually live in Murfreesboro, can attend the uh, Teen Citizen Police Academy and, you know, learn a lot about what's going on. Um, with our department, the normal Citizens Police Academy is currently accepting applications as well. And uh, all the information, if you would like to find out when the next class is, um, you can literally log on to our website, www.MurfreesboroTN.gov, click on Police Department, and then go to our division section you can hit Community Engagement, and from there, uh, Citizens Police Academy or the Teen Citizens Police Academy, and there's the information you need. There's a application process. You can click on the application on those pages and uh, sign up for the next class. And Bart, actually, I think in a week or so, we're going to be uh, doing a Citizens Police Academy Senior Addiction. So we're going to go back, yeah, senior seniors. Okay. So we're going to go back to Saint Clair Community Center, and uh, before COVID, we used to go there to do a abbreviated Citizens Police Academy. So we're starting that back up. So we'll be going over to Saint Clair to conduct that uh, later this month as well. So again, if you're looking to participate you can just go to our website www.murfreesboroTN.gov click on police department go to our divisions community engagement and there you will see a link for our teen citizens police academy our citizens police academy and you can sign up by uh, filling out an application right there online and uh, sergeant Amy Ditton it's uh, the contact person and you can always reach out to her um, her number is 629-201-5580, or you can email email her directly at adenton, D-E-N-T-O-N, at gov.
1: These have been very popular and uh, continue to be that way. Is there a fee to take the class?
2: No, it's free, uh, absolutely free for both the Citizens Police Academy, the Teen Citizens Police Academy. It's just an opportunity for us to... Uh, to uh, let citizens know, to educate the public, you know, exchange ideas, you know, familiarize citizens with, you know, primary law enforcement operations and the type of training that we do. Um, you know, they learn everything from our uniform, you know, division, their policies, procedures, traffic enforcement investigations, you know, patrol our canine uh, uh, cops and how they operate, you know, officer survival is one of the things they talk about, you know, um, what our officers have to go through. Uh, we even let them go into our uh, simulator where they get to go into a scenario uh, that an officer may have to face every day. And once you put them in the uh, in, in the boots of those officers, and I'm telling you, <laughs> when they leave, A lot of them are nervous they're shaking and they realize that these officers have to make split second decisions and so you know that's one of the more popular uh, things about the uh the citizens police academy of course with the teens we, we don't allow them to handle any any uh simulated weapons or anything like that but um our one of the most important things that we do in our teen citizens police academy is that the tennessee highway patrol will uh, bring their uh, driving simulated trailer, a huge 18-wheeler where the kids can get in as if they're playing a video game, but they're really learning the rules of the road and going through different scenarios. And it's one of the more important tools. And in my opinion, I think that should be used for a teenager to get their driver's license because it is so effective that they're put into real life situations uh, you know, by uh, going through that Tennessee Highway Patrol uh, trailer and, um, and and learning the rules of the roads and how to stay safe on the roads.
1: Very good. Our phone number, by the way, is six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. And the listener's asking. They said that a friend of theirs took the fire department's uh, academy and thought it was very intriguing, very interesting, uh, and they wanted to do it. Uh, any word on the fire department's academy?
2: sure i don't have any current date uh about that one but again you get to learn so much you know walk in the footsteps of a firefighter and um you know i think you may have them on uh, pretty soon so we'll get them to talk about that but um yeah the city uh uh, public safety uh, department we we offer so much you know whether it's on the police side or on the fire side to educate the public on staying safe and that's the most important thing and Again, best of all, it's free. Very good. Yeah, the price is right. That's
1: right. Uh, and this is also dealing with the fire department and police department working together on accident scenes and things of that sort. Right. Uh, do you? What does uh, update us on the situation with the ambulances? Uh, will they become uh, units of the fire department?
2: And we're going to defer that to City Hall. I think that conversation is over and done with. Uh, but uh, we don't want to speak on behalf of uh, anything that you know is outside of our realm at the police department and, and even at the fire department. So I know we're under new leadership right now with the fire department, so we don't want to, uh, again, uh, say or, or do anything that wouldn't be advantageous. So again, we're gonna just uh, defer that to uh city hall, but from what I understand, I think that may be a mute conversation, so.
1: All righty. If you have a question this morning, uh, anything that is concerning you, uh, just give us a call. 615-893-1450. Here's a person who says that they uh, feel that they need a traffic signal to control the uh, traffic. It's very difficult to get out onto South Church Street, especially in the morning hours. Uh, what is the procedure to do to, to get uh, that on somebody's books?
3: Well, <clears throat> it's um, very involved. Uh, I will say that um, from what limited part that I know about working with the engineering department. and uh, Ron Belichondran will be a great person to reach out to um, over there at the traffic and engineering department. Uh, they have to do several studies, um, several uh, you know analysis of impact and and how that would work and and what you know precipitates or constitutes a signal Um, but again I'm just kind of I can't really give you an answer because that's not something that the police department would uh, you know they they can ask for our input but that is something that is totally um, dictated by the traffic and engineering department to make sure that what they're doing is consistent with what they're doing everywhere else Um, so I would reach out to them and talk to them about it and and they're very forthcoming and uh, I, you know just like with our the cpa and the uh, you know we talked about with the citizens academies i don't think any department in the city that i'm aware of is um, one that's closed off to the point uh, and i think a lot of times it's just uh, folks need to be encouraged as hey these are your neighbors and also your civic leaders just you know go make a phone call or schedule a time to have a conversation and and better understand about those things and how things work. Because just like this person, if you don't know, you know, it's really hard to understand. And sometimes, um, we, we run into that a lot with, I think Larry was involved in this. We had a call the other day and, um, there were, there were several pieces of apparatus and, and, vehicles there and somebody said you know why were all these cars here you know and and it did it did seem like a lot um but i think the problem was the the person that asked the question they didn't really quite understand the gravity of what was going on to them it seemed like a very simple um, issue but once we were able to explain exactly what the nature of what was happening and why we did what we did they were like oh okay that makes sense um so we don't mind those questions we and we would much rather people ask than just kind of um you know you know assume and and spread wrong information you know so we we don't we don't have anything to hide and and we have no problems explaining the things that we're doing so um you know and we want to have that kind of open relationship and I, and uh back to the original point i don't think anybody as well within any city department has any issues with with talking about those things and, and difficult questions so um feel free to ask just get to the right person and, and, you know, then become more informed.
1: All right. Uh, here's a listener who lives on spring street and they say that they have brought this up before, but still haven't seen anything uh, done about this. People parking on both sides of the street. Uh, that really narrows the traffic down and you add to that the, uh, tree stumps and, uh, debris from trees that are piled in the roadway, if you're driving along spring street at night you might run into a stack of debris you might run into a car that's parked there mm. uh it's it's really a problem but uh can something be done
3: well if there's uh, illegal parking happening then certainly we can do something about that um, sounds like this is a recurring issue uh, it's obviously you can call our number uh, as always traditional but we also have a tool if um say you're busy and and working and you're on the go, Uh, we have an actual online reporting tool now for traffic complaints that is monitored that goes to an email to directly to the folks that deploy our traffic resources. So this is a perfect example of something that may not be an emergency, but maybe something that's just kind of a ongoing issue or something that's becoming more frequent. Um, And this way, if they will click, if they will respond that way, they'll get an email. And if they'll put their information, the traffic unit will actually excuse me the traffic uh unit supervisor will actually contact those folks back after they've went out and evaluated and done whatever it is that they you know feel like that the appropriate action is um but as always you can still just pick up the phone eight nine three thirteen eleven say hey there's some illegal parking going on over here at spring street there's several vehicles illegally parked we'll send an officer over and we'll take care of it if it means issuing a citation or educating some folks or If we can even if it means trying to get some cars moved then you know we'll we'll do we'll take the appropriate action and 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 remedy that because it it can be as you said it it can be a precarious situation if people are blocking a road or park the wrong direction and especially at night
1: so you mentioned the wrong direction Mm -hmm. uh is there a law that says you have to be facing a certain direction if you park
3: yeah you have to be you know if you're going to park like parallel on a curb alongside the road you have to be facing the direction of travel you can't be on the right side of the road turned around backwards um
1: okay because i have seen now that you mentioned it i've seen that quite a few places yeah yeah. you have to be
3: <laughs> the front of your vehicle has to be with the flow of traffic you know in that same direction
1: okay and, and these people mentioned uh, you know we, we leave limbs and things like that on the street yeah. piled up for uh the solid waste to pick up uh and and with with that if it's piled up in the middle or not on the middle, but on the side of the road. If it's a narrow road uh, and their car's parked there also, I guess that could be a challenge for motorists.
3: Yes, it could very well. Um, And, you know, we would definitely tell folks to make sure. I know sometimes you can't always help it, you know, if a storm comes through or something like that. But try to be, you know, responsible and respectful of your neighbors and don't set those things out there long times before your pickup day is you know kind of try to coordinate that so that you can uh you know keep the road and and side and and even sidewalks and right-of-ways free uh, as much as possible
1: answering questions that you're concerned with law and order questions we'll be back and continue the conversation our phone number 615-893-1450 615-893-1450 Visiting with us this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Sergeant Clayton Williams, along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. We'll be right back.
0: Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with Certified Financial Planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies Advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
1: Your time's valuable. Don't spend it cleaning your business. Let ByStar Building Solutions do the work for you. Go to ByStarBuildingSolutions.com for a free quote on cleaning your commercial, medical, or government building. ByStarBuildingSolutions.com.
0: WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online.
1: Welcome back. Our phone number is 615 893. 1450. We're talking law and order this morning and I understand that uh, to help the law and order work better, you are hiring more officers.
3: Yeah, Bart, um, we've got our job posting for police officer up and go, uh, available there on the city website um, and it, uh, if you'll go to murfreesboro.tn.gov and click on jobs, um, it'll take you to a list there and they just need to Click on the police officer job listing, and then um, there's if they want more information about the process, about what that looks like, um, and what they'll have to do. If they'll go to the police department site, and um, it'll talk about the physical test, it'll talk about um, any of the uh, other testing rep- requirements, and it's listed under the police trainee. Would if you're a non-certified officer. Um, so, but we also take folks that you know, if they're looking to move departments and are already certified and that listing is uh, for a post certified police officer, both of them there are on the website. Uh, we're also looking for some folks in emergency communications. Um, the one right now I have posted is an emergency communication specialist too. So that would be someone who's has experience um, already in a emergency comm center. Uh, and then I don't think we have any of the, the trainees open for that right now, but that is something that we do on occasion have there. So if someone's looking for a new career in the new year and they want to join our team, then uh, we'd be glad to uh, talk to them about that, and we'd be love to have good folks aboard. So
1: we have another question dealing with Spring Street. <laughs> Spring oh, okay. Street. This is a hot place. Uh, they say that they uh, have heard in our newscast that there will be uh, an old home demolished there today about a 200 year old home the house of mayors uh, will be destroyed today Uh, will there be people controlling traffic around that uh, house of mayors and i don't have any clue when that is but today is what
3: that's um i'm not familiar with that but i'm i feel confident if that's something that they've planned and coordinated with the city that they will make sure and take all the appropriate precautions necessary um, if they need to stop traffic momentarily and that would they would probably do that just similarly as they would with a whenever you see other utilities and things working you know they'll have a flagger or someone controlling traffic for a moment there and some high visibility clothing but i i can't speak to that because i'm uh, that's first i've heard of it too
1: it's it's about a two-story house i I know where they're talking Mm -hmm. about now that they mentioned it about a two-story house and it is right on the street i mean the sidewalk and then the house. <laughs> There's no front yard. Wow. You could mow the yard with a weed eater.
3: <laughs> it, was, it was efficiency before efficiency was cool, That's, huh?
1: It was a zero property line before they got popular. <laughs> uh, actually, I bet you, if, since it's about 200 years old, uh, I bet if you go back far enough that there was probably a farm around it. Uh, uh,
3: I bet you're right.
1: So, uh, so more than likely there will be some folks there. Uh, What about the task force? Larry, you said uh, they're having a meeting today, and then uh, you had some results from last month's uh, task force, which I think we covered a little bit of that, but uh, it was interesting about having officers on school
2: buses. Right. Yeah, and during that operation, um, the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force here in the city of Murfreesboro was able to cite three drivers who... You know, just blatantly disregarded that stopped uh, school bus uh, and uh, went past. Um, the one of the th- one of the things we did was make sure because I was aboard one of the buses uh, when a car came by. We're on Clark uh, Boulevard, and when the driver of the bus presses the uh, the warning lights, the stop sign automatically comes out. So that gives any driver the indication that hey, you're stopping. You need to stop. So before she even opened the door, the children were still on the bus. Nobody had gotten off. And so before she could even stop the bus, a driver just sped by. And uh, that shows how, actually two drivers at the same time, one in each direction went by. And uh, we had officers waiting at the intersections and an officer trailing the bus. So we were able to stop both of those and sight them. Um, so basically, you know, the lesson learned here You know, if you're on, even on Clark Boulevard, which you have, what, four lanes and a turn lane, those lanes are not divided by a median. So therefore, people in both directions must stop. And that's what uh, a lot of people don't realize. They figure, hey, I'm over here in these two lanes. And I know for a fact that Murfreesboro school bus, uh, city school bus drivers do not let children out to cross a four lane or a five lane. They will literally run their routes where the door of the school bus is at the curb or the sidewalk or at that that child's house. So uh, they do take those safety uh, precautions into consideration when uh, picking up and um, letting off children. Just want to remind people, you know, slow down, buckle up, stay off the phone, and uh, pay attention in school zones, especially when you see children present.
1: On that note, we say thank you to Public Information Officer Larry Flowers and Sergeant Clayton Williams for updating us on
0: activities with the Murfreesboro Police Department. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.